Welcome to Ideas with Purpose, a podcast about companies and their leaders who are approaching their industries and the world differently. I'm Robert Dowling, founder and CEO of Hudson Cutler. On today's podcast, I'm talking to Tom Conroy, CEO of MedSign, an innovator in the telehealth industry. MedSign's Cortex product leverages the simplicity and familiarity of the TV to connect patients to healthcare providers. I spoke to Tom via WebEx from our Soho headquarters in New York City about his experience as a leader in the space industry and as an entrepreneur and innovator bringing healthcare solutions to underserved populations. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Tom, thanks for joining us. I want to get things started by talking about the healthcare crisis in America. It seems to be going from bad to worse. What's uh, what's your point of view on it? Well, my fear is uh, is what I call the second wave that even uh, Dr. Fauci's been talking about. And the uh, uh, if we're going to talk about pandemic or in general healthcare, it, it's in a it's in a, a quagmire right now because we're trying to figure out what's best for all Americans. And this pandemic has set the stage for a new paradigm, a, a new norm for us by uh, providing healthcare in the home. Yeah. Do you do you think the the uh, pandemic has exposed even more? issues and weaknesses within our healthcare system? I would say yes, it definitely has. What it also has, has shown us is we are not prepared for something like the pandemic, but great companies are moving forward to create technologies that allow us to provide healthcare directly into the home. And that's what's important today, especially for the, I'll say, the large demographic of seniors that exist today. And it's going to only grow by another 30 to 40 million over the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah. there. I mean, there are many underserved uh, populations and the, the healthcare system in general has been so politicized. It's interesting. Um, do you bring that perspective of it's up to private citizens or, or businesses or corporate America to uh, come up with a solution? Do you think there's so, sort of a, a, a hybrid approach? Where, where, what's the role of, of innovators and, and corporations in, uh, in addressing this healthcare crisis? I think uh, just like the space program, the government has to work in conjunction and, and side by side with private industry. The government can't do it alone. Private industry definitely can't do it alone. I think the combination of both will serve Americans even better. And what I mean by that is just like the space program, the government uh, must set aside funds to create new technologies or help companies create new technologies that enables healthcare to be provided directly into the home. And especially, you were mentioning, Robert, the disadvantaged, the underserved, the poor. How do they get healthcare? Well, there's technologies that are coming forward or moving forward here in the very near future that will enable the, the uh, I'll say, the underprivileged to receive the same quality health care that all the middle class and upper class would receive throughout the United States. So I love that uh, that line of thinking here. You mentioned uh, aging populations, which is an increasingly large uh, sector of our population. We also have uh, terrible health care in inner cities, um, black people, people of color, the poor, all receiving inadequate treatment. Uh, can companies like MedSign, can telehealth make a substantial difference for these populations? There's no doubt that uh, new technologies are moving forward. In fact, our technology called Cortex 
uh, will enable every single American in the 120 million TV-enabled homes to receive and communicate with their medical professionals right through their TV set. So that eliminates the need for having a personalized computer in the home. And, and, and here's a resource that's under, underserved. And when I say underserved, I actually say underpurposed. The television set is universal in our country. So why don't we repurpose the TV to enable all Americans, including those which are poor and underserved, the ability to receive health care directly into their home? I mean, it, it's, it's, a natu- it's a natural fit. Yeah. Uh, however, there is enormous partisan opinion about our fundamental approaches to healthcare in this country. So can we get over the, the, the political and economic uh, uh, impetus to not change because there are too many people wetting their beaks, as they say, uh, <laughs> to, to, to actually want to help people? I think both sides of the aisle want to help people. The unfortunate part right now, Robert, is we have an election, a a very divisive election. And I think once we get past this this hurdle in November, I think both sides will come together to help all Americans. And it's my hope and my prayers that it does happen because people need, and especially during this this up, uh, and as I said before in, in, in other interviews I've had, the pandemic is not going away. The COVID is not going away. It's it's here to stay. And my fear is the second wave is going to be even more powerful, stronger than before. I think people are tired of wearing masks. They're not going to be safe. And, and they're going to go back to some of their old ways. Well, hopefully Americans realize that this, this is, a, this is a, a new norm that we have to work hard to keep the pandemic at its minimum, but it's it's coming. So you need new technologies that can support this new normality that we're seeing right now. And many companies like ours are working on. Tom, quite frankly, we need new policies to support those new technologies. You know, you can have a great uh, telehealth solution, but without the right um, approach to how we're facing the pandemic, which so far we've been sort of doing it uh, bass backwards in, in terms of who we're quarantining and who we're supporting versus who we're not. Uh, do you think there's a, a, a potential that we reevaluate during a second wave or future pandemics to provide help for those most vulnerable populations where they live in the home remotely in a way that's safe for them and for caregivers and for the rest of the population without destroying the economy? Yes. It's a simple answer. Yes. And the truth is, is that in my humble opinion, um, telehealth should be the standard across the board. It should be the same as going into your doctor's office. This is the year 2020, and we're getting into 2021. Technology is here now, and everybody has to adopt. And let's face it, it's just not the the average citizen that needs to adopt. Medical professionals need to adopt to this new norm and to understand that uh, they can provide services at home. And without a doubt, the government... I think is in a learning process right now. Both sides are in a learning process right now of what is available out there. And the old rules, they should be thrown out the window mm-hmm. and new rules should be applied. And new rules are 
that you should be able to receive no matter what policy you have, whether or not it's private or the government, the policy must include telehealth. So if I was talking to my governor or senator or congressman, I would suggest to them that telehealth becomes an essential part of the care provided to every American in our country. Yep. Uh, Amen. And why is it not already? What are the primary barriers that are preventing it from being everywhere? Well, um, the government is heading down that route. I've been following all of the uh, the new laws, the new, um, uh, I'll say, uh, suggested changes to Medicare. And right now, the government has made some changes so that telehealth telehealth used to be just provided in the rural area because it's, it's very difficult for them to receive the services. But um, I think it's a learning process, to tell you the truth. A lot of senators, let's face it, a lot of senators and congressmen are old, and they don't understand this new technology. And and it's hard to They're going to need it, though. You, they're going to need it. And they're <laughs> going to need it, too. So as, as we all get older, so it's a learning process, just like anything else that's going on. But, you know, I, I, again, I, I hate to say it about the election, but no matter who wins the election, in the end, telehealth will be become the standard across all of the policies. Now let's get to capitalism. Are, are payer groups and provider groups prepared for telehealth? It does require uh, changes from uh, the insurance side, especially uh, Medicaid. And then it also requires some changes of behavior from uh, physicians and provider groups. Yes, and it all it all stems from the government at this point. Medicare, which is you know the largest provider of healthcare, um, is is now changing its rules and regulations. You don't have to go into the doctor's office anymore, and and new technologies have to come out. Remember, when you go into a doctor's office, what happens? You get you get your blood pressure taken, you get your pulse, you you, you know temperature. All of those are standard bearers when you go into a doctor's office. Well, how are you going to do that in the home? You have to have technologies that can provide that into the home so you can do remote examination. And that's that's a little bit off. I'm going to tell you that we're working on something special, but when the time comes, I'll tell you about it, that can enable us to have every physician can have remote examinations. But the government has to be the leader in this. Mm -hmm. The government has to state that you shall provide these type of services, you shall receive these type of services in the home. So it's the government's it's the government first that then the rest will follow. The, the the government absolutely has to lead the way, but healthcare is big business across across the board. How do we ensure that we're prioritizing lives over profits and we're paying attention to the most vulnerable populations, even though they may not necessarily be the most profitable? Yeah, that's a uh... Boy, that's the that's the million dollar question on how you do it. Uh, let's face it, we're a capitalist society. You have healthcare companies that provide these services, uh, but we're talking about in the, in the private industry. A lot of the policies that are out there include telehealth now. It's just that they're not included in all the policies. So the government has to come up with a a um, a fee based system where all the doctors can use and provide telehealth and get paid for it. Let's face it, the physicians want to make money, hospitals want to make money. So again, I go back to the government providing a baseline of information and a fee structure that enables us to be uh, to receive the uh, the healthcare we need. And it's and it's uh, and again, <laughs> um, 
they have some of the policies are already incorporating it, not all of them. And I think the government has to take the lead and, and just say all policies shall contain this, just like they do when you walk into a doctor's office and receive all of those examination, preliminary yep. examinations. The government regulates that. Yep. Yep. That, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, there are many, many uh, telehealth solutions. Uh, MedSign is quite unique in that you both support and uh, work with many of them, but also our standalone solution. Can you talk in a little bit more detail of kind of where you guys start and where you end in the overall solution of bringing um, healthcare remotely to underserved populations, let's say aging populations, uh, you know, for, for your, 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 your father in, in, in who's retired in Florida, How, what, what does this look like for him? Great question, Robert, because, you know, let's face it, teenagers are, uh, I mean, teenagers, <laughs> so, sometimes seniors do act like teenagers. But, uh, <laughs> I hope I do. <laughs> I know, I hope I do in the future too. Now, um, we, we have to take a look at this huge demographic, which is around 40 million seniors out there that are technology averse. So when I was looking at, and I had some personal um, issues, family issues, uh, where I said they're not receiving the care that they should be receiving. And and, and with that, and I'm a technologist, those of you who know that I'm retired military, but I'm more in the space program technology side. I said, if I can build a, a rocket, why not build a, a technology that can support all Americans and especially the demographics that are technology averse? So there, there are 260 uh, telehealth companies out there right now. And those telehealth companies, for the most part, use computers and laptops and iPhones and iPads and, and as such and Android systems. And they, they're they only reaching a demographic that really knows how to use those technologies. Well, the 40 million seniors that are out there, a lot of them, many of them don't know how to use them. You, you My 92-year-old dad who was a World War II vet, vet would never pick up a, an iPhone, is afraid of it but he knows how to use his television set. So we went after um, and we, we sought and, and developed technologies that could support those seniors that are technology averse by allowing them to use their TV set to communicate uh, with, their, um, with their physician or their mm -hmm. loved ones. That's a secondary feature in this is that, you know, peace of mind. And, and, and with this pandemic, what the, you were asking earlier, what did this pandemic expose? This pandemic exposed the fear, the anxiety, the depression, and most of all, the potential for suicide in our nation, which is yeah. which has been rising. We all know military has uh, an average of twenty-two uh, soldiers killed, yeah. Uh, killed yeah, every, suicide day. every day. But we're not talking about we're not talking about the medical professionals and/or um, the average American. So, Tom, this this is amazing in some ways. And I want to hear much more about the space program. I love that analogy. Um, uh -huh. Here, you're dealing with the most sophisticated technologies that are about, you know, propelling things into space and then you know, creating amazing satellites and other things. And for MedSign, you are relying on one of the more fundamental and in some ways in this in this world, archaic technologies. Yeah, and let me say this. I was in the space program for 20 years, uh, both in the classified and unclassified side. Um, and I, I was privileged to have worked with 
some incredible humans that uh, were working hard to make sure that uh, astronauts were safe in space. And the one thing that you learn is even with the genius astronauts out there, and some of them have PhDs, you got to keep things simple, that old KISS process. Well, in reviewing, and one thing that I've always done was uh, in reviewing um, what the requirements were in space, you, you had to minimize the efforts and because astronauts don't have too much time in space, they're always busy. Well, you take a look at the technology that almost every American knows in their home. What do, what do we know how to use? We know how to use the television set. A hundred-year-old grandma knows how to use the television set. Mm-hmm. Am I going to force her to use an iPhone? Absolutely not. So in taking the process, and, and, and like I said, I worked on on some of the most advanced systems, I learned you have to keep it simple. And if you don't, you don't get adoption. And seniors will not adopt a lot of these technologies that are out there. And I'm talking seniors that are in their 70s, 80s, 90s, and of course, 100s. And and those are the ones that are, I'll say, chewing up or using up most of the Medicare dollars. 75 to 80% of all Medicare dollars go to seniors or are used for mm. seniors. That's so. Yeah, and and you got it. The best way I, I call it preventative medicine. The best way to keep a senior healthy is to be preventative, yep. and not reactive. So the preventative is be in touch with them. Be in touch with them every day in in the place that they feel most comfortable and that is most intuitive. Tom, I I you know this analogy of sort of what you learned within the space program, which. Uh, combines innovation and smarts with kiss with the, you know keep it simple stupid with right. a mat with massive budgets and bureaucracy and you have had to navigate that or, or, or can you talk about some of the lessons that you learned in facing all of those different elements that you've now brought to medsign Yeah, the space program, you know, the space program has adopted over the period of time here. Let's face it. It went from a pure government agency to a a, a partnership with um, with private industry, as you see with SpaceX and ULA and some of the other industries that are out there, the space industries that are now taking on a lead role. And the government is supporting all those. I see the exact same thing happening here in the healthcare industry where the government has to work hand in hand with all of the healthcare industries, the healthcare insurers and the providers to create a service that is second to none in the world. And when it comes to the technology side, we're going to make it there. We're making it right now with MedSign. The Cortex system can be used through for all demographics, not just seniors. And, and, and let me repeat that again. All demographics can use the Cortex system. Because everybody knows how to use the TV set. So why not incorporate that into every home? I eventually see in, in the technology uh, forward thinking and the roadmap that new technologies such as um, artificial intelligence will be added here because we don't have enough physicians. We don't have enough nurses. And the preliminary examinations will be performed by the AI before it even mm. gets to a physician. So um, Now, do you think that that's going to create a... Uh, an opportunity, or will that create some pushback from healthcare workers? I know we have a shortage of nurses, but if suddenly nurses feel that they're being replaced by AI, and that uh, doctors are feeling that, uh, wow, I, um, you know, I will eventually be replaced, will that create some pushback, or w- what are you seeing in, in terms of that big question, which is, of course, a question for every industry? 
I think AI is here to stay. AI is across the board. You you make a phone call to any type of service, it's all AI based. It's as far as the medical industry, let nurses don't want to sit there, do your blood pressure, do your <laughs> do your temperature. That's that's rudimentary stuff. A nurse wants to be a nurse. A doctor wants to be a doctor. So provide through technology the ability to receive information where they can make a decision in that process. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, a, there there might be a pushback with some of the old old doctors, but the new doctors they understand it's here to stay. And and as we move along here, these physicians will be able to do what they've been what they've been taught to do, and is be a physician and help save our lives. Now, Tom, do you already have health and wellness and fitness companies knocking on your door saying, "Wow, you're you're bringing healthcare into the home. How about if we bring more upstream health and wellness services delivered through the platform?" I would think that that is not just a big market, but that people would love the fact that you're already you're already there. You're 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 uh, <laughs> you're talking our special sauce. <laughs> and what do I mean by that is you're absolutely right. We are being approached by physical fitness companies. They see the new norm of people staying in the home. Uh, fitness companies want to be able to broadcast uh, almost like in a almost like in a Zoom meeting where there might be 20 to 30 different individuals exercising together using their television set as a means of uh, visually communicating. There's nothing like visually seeing another human. And uh, so we're being approached by um, nutritional nutrition companies that want to provide nutrition to mm-hmm. people uh, through just a, and again, all it is on the remote control, you just uh, click on the product you want to purchase and voila, it's delivered to your home, all through your TV, all through the Cortex system. So yes, it, there's a lot of uh, secondary products uh, that we see and, and we are talking right now to um companies that want to incorporate their uh, services onto our our platform that's that is clearly seems like a huge opportunity now the 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 question is how do you get everyone to come along how do you speed adoption what do you what do you see as the biggest barriers and and what are the steps you're taking to make this happen well uh we are a uh, startup company and it's getting recognition uh, from some major sources. Right now, we are working with the Veterans Administration, which is the largest provider in the world for telehealth. Uh, last year, they had 2 million sessions, but they only had 2 million sessions with 13% of their population, which means it's, it's a large pot, part of population that we're going we're gonna to support. And in fact, they said that they believe that Cortex will complement their current system, which is really great. When it comes to letting the world know, it's working with um, great PR firms and, and social media companies. And I think you guys might know one. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, I can recommend us, a couple. <laughs> <laughs> that can help us expand our reach. Uh, it's getting um, testimonials from individuals who are recognized as as um, as experts in the field. We are right now, what we've done is to support our cause is to, we have pilot programs going on with some major, some of the top 10 hospitals in, in, in the country. Uh, we are presently in uh, home care agencies, letting them um, um, use the system for their um, their seniors. So part of it was word, by word of mouth, but the truth is, is, is we have to get out there and do a, a full marketing campaign on this uh, with uh, some great social media and PR companies. That's the way you're going to do it. Yeah. I mean, we're really challenging the status quo. Um, 
Tom, Huge. Why, why do you think it's so important to challenge the status quo? And what, what are the chief dangers of doing so? Uh, the chief dangers of doing so. Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, the dangers are if we don't, we're going to fail. People are going to die. And, and uh, the country has to recognize that you have to change. And, and if you don't, um, millions of people will not be supported. We're gonna. We, the most terrible thing to see is a rise in suicide. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing about it now. It's, it's heartbreaking to, to believe that in the year 2020, we have seniors committing suicide because they can't be or be with their loved ones. Isn't that terrible? This mm. is the United States of America. Yeah. Why should we even have one person dying from suicide? It's, it's the, it's, it, it, it's coming, guys. And I have to tell you, we, um. We just need to stay focused. We need to um, get the government totally involved with this. Uh, there's five to six government agencies we're working with right now. And I see that once we uh, get past uh, some of their uh, their paperwork, and as you know, it takes a lot when it works with the government and when working with the government, you oh, can yeah. do a lot of paperwork, that we see some of the major um, government agencies, which is the largest provider of healthcare, uh, incorporating systems like, like the Cortex system. Now, I think the most powerful thing that in, in that answer is there are lives at stake. I mean, this is really important stuff. We, I know uh, Hudson Culler is honored to be working with MedSign because it is such an important mission, both in terms of there are lives at stake, but there are lives at stake that are currently not receiving the kind of care that they deserve, that all American citizens deserve. Uh, particularly those vulnerable populations, those aging populations, those those poor uh, people of color, black people, inner city um, uh, citizens who just either can't afford it, they don't have the time, they don't have the access. Um, and what you're bringing to the table uh, for vets, et cetera, is is really game changing. It really is important, and uh, and and we're so happy to be uh, working with you on that. Uh, COVID certainly has uh, brought this to the surface and created a lot of interest, which is great. Uh, I um, And we only have time for one more question, Tom. I always ask the mm -hmm. same question. I'm really interested in your uh, response to this one, which is, what does the world need now more than anything else? <laughs> wow, uh, that's a huge question. Uh, the world needs right now is everybody's got to come together uh, the and and we're all humans what are, what are, what are nine nine billion of us uh, living on this on this planet we all need to come together to have technologies that every single person on the face of this earth can receive the basic human health care and you and quality care possible um so that they live a healthy and and well life with a peace of mind that we all deserve a amen um, without your health what do you have you have nothing exactly you well, could be a multi you could be a billionaire we know a billionaire multi-billionaire that didn't have good health and he died hmm. a very famous one we don't want to mention his name but a very famous one that uh you know i think uh um you know today's today's world everybody deserves to have health care and we're going to see some changes. It's coming. Uh, it's a new world out there. And I think um, no matter where you are in the world, you should be able to receive quality health health care.
Agreed. Agreed. Well, keep up the good work. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Robert. Really appreciate the opportunity here. You have a great day. You too. You have a great, healthy, healthy day. (laughs) Have a great, healthy day and healthy life. You got it. And that's a wrap. I want to thank Tom once again for his time and insights into the world of healthcare and how we can more effectively reach our aging and underserved populations. You can learn more about MedSign at www.medsign.com. And you can learn more about Hudson Cutler and listen to all the Ideas with Purpose podcasts at hudsoncutler.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time.